0: Do you turn to a pastor, a deacon, an elder, a synod leader? Who has the highest authority in the church? In the end, it doesn't matter. What matters is that person who's speaking in God's name is someone that the Lord has called and raised up to serve him. And what matters is that that person who speaks in God's name does not speak presumptuously, but acknowledges the authority of the word of God and speaks with the authority only of Christ and his word. This message is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. Ancient Faith for Today's World. January 28, 2024. Deuteronomy 18, verses 15 to 20. President Truman always made clear who had the highest authority he didn't like to push off or pass along the authority, but rather made clear that he was the President of the United States, so he had the final word. So many of you probably have heard that how he had on his desk that sign that referred to not passing along any further the buck, but, or the responsibility, but keeping it. So his, his desk had that sign that said, The buck stops here. And after all, if you're the, the president of a powerful nation, Who else do you turn to for a higher authority? Everybody knew. What about in God's church? Where does the buck stop? We have lots of different structures in Christian congregations, right? We have those who consider the, the papacy to be a head, those who consider certain leaders and synods or church bodies to be heads, or congregations have deacons and elders and presbyters and Who's in charge where does the authority lie and some will say it lies with the voting body where does the buck stop well as we look in god's word today we see our answer is god really addresses that for the nation of israel and as we turn to deuteronomy chapter 18 we see him directing them where they are to look to for authority we find where we are to turn here the lord first of all warns the people not to turn outside of his kingdom to other sources of truth. We read here in chapter 19 that he is, or chapter 18, he's saying that they are not to turn to those nations around them. He says they will practice sorcery or divination. But you, he says, as for you, you're not permitted to do so. That is, they were seeking information from the signs in the sky, or they were spiritists who were trying to communicate with the dead and trying to find power and truth from those places. And that maybe sounds a bit far off, but really not that far off when you look at what people are doing today. Looking for truth, trying to find authority in either the signs or the stars or superstition or witchcraft. Even turning to things that seem to be harmless, like, oh, what sign is it or what year is it and what does that mean for me in the year that I was born and what do I have coming for my year? Jesus is the authority. And through his prophets and through the word, he tells us not to consult any other source, not just not to trust in them, but not to even consult them. And so for the people of Israel to give them direction, he says to them, not just telling them where they're not to look, but where they can look. He tells them, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet. Notice, God's the one doing it. There's no such thing as a self-appointed prophet. If someone's going to claim to have direct message and a direct communication line from God himself, God's the one who has to raise him up. Sadly, there are many who are self-appointed diviners or messengers who claim to be speaking in God's name. But God says he's the one who must raise them up. And actually, when you look at it, The true prophets like Moses, Jeremiah, Isaiah, Elijah, they were the ones who were the most hesitant and fearful to step into that role, to speak on behalf of God. The Lord is the one doing it. And he says he will raise them up from among their own brothers. God did this. The nation of Israel, that was where he promised to put his name and to bring his word. And it's through the people in Israel. As it says here, your fellow Israelites, it literally reads, from among your own brothers, that God would raise up that prophet. He says, The Lord will raise up a prophet for you like me, as Moses speaks. Someone like Moses, who's from Israel, who will speak directly to the people on behalf of their God and for them. And this is not something that the people at first maybe thought they needed, but they learned their lesson. What we read is that the people had been brought by God to Mount Sinai. And maybe someone might ask, well, why can't God? Why doesn't he speak directly to me? Why can't every, each one of us have our own direct channel to God? You know, treat him like, like he's, you know, on our cell phone and we got him as our, our favorite contact and God's ready to just respond at any moment and I can speak to him. God brought the Israelites to the foot of the mountain. And we read, as we turn back in Exodus chapter 19, what sort of scene we find there. All the people had been delivered by God, brought to stand before that mountain on Sinai. It says, On the the morning of the third day, there was thunder and lightning with a thick cloud over the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast. Everyone in the camp trembled. Even then Moses led the people out of the camp to meet with God. And it's as if God is saying to the people of Israel, okay, come into my office and let's talk. Only this is not the oval office in the United States. This is the very presence of God surrounded with thunder and fire and trembling. It says, Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it in fire. The smoke billowed up from it like smoke from a furnace and the whole mountain trembled violently. As the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke and the voice of God answered him. And the people, they got what they asked for, what they thought they maybe wanted, a direct communication with their God. And what we find as we read later on, after God has given them his word, it says, The people trembled. And they were so afraid they said to moses you speak to god for us because if we do we will die we cannot stand the great fire and the terror isn't that the way it should be when we think of talking being a prophet directly with god that we have a a direct communication line a channel to hear his word that shouldn't we like the people of israel be trembling And knowing who we are in the presence of and who speaks to us, it is an awesome thing to hear and to convey the word of the Lord and to speak in his name. Some people, unfortunately, today will will say, well, I think God is telling me to do this. And they're treating it like he's telling them to eat a slice of pie. And it's their own whims. But the Lord says, I will raise up a prophet. And that prophet doesn't come to just terrify the people. He comes because the people need him to speak the word on their behalf. God says, I will do this for you. This is what you asked for. When you spoke on the day of the assembly, when you said, let us not hear the voice of the Lord or see this great fire or we will die. The Lord decided that was good. He would send a prophet to speak on their behalf. Not a prophet that's self-appointed, but God's authority, who he raised up. And he did this as he sent men like Moses, after him, Jeremiah, people like Elijah, Jeremiah and Ezekiel. Those people spoke the very word of God to their people. God raised them up so they would speak for him and for the benefit of his people. And then the time came. See, in the past, God spoke to us through the prophets. That is the highest authority they were given. Through the prophets at various times in many ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us through his Son. And when his Son came, God made clear, this is my Son, listen to him. You know, when, when President Truman had that sign that said, The buck stops here, everybody knew by that sign, but not just the sign, it was, he was the president. And yet, kind of interesting, if you, if you take that sign that says, The buck stops here for the president of the United States, you could turn it around and it had a flip side, which he also sometimes displayed. And that side said, I'm from Missouri. Pretty simple. That people could recognize this man who held the highest office and had the highest position of authority was just some guy from Missouri. That's the way it works. What about Jesus? What sort of a a sign would he have as the ultimate authority, as the, the word of God? It was rather simple. People knew him as the man from Nazareth. Even as he's marching in on Palm Sunday, people are wondering, who is this? It's Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Just an ordinary man. A brother from among the Israelites, like Moses. And like Moses, that man from Nazareth, Jesus, who was a true man, also spoke and gave a message to deliver his people. Like Moses, who led the people out of captivity, Jesus proclaimed, I've come to proclaim freedom for the captives in the Lord's favor. And like Moses, he delivered them, but not just from physical captivity. And Jesus, the man from Nazareth, the prophet said, the Son of Man came to give his life as a ransom for many. And the prophet from Nazareth foretold the coming events as he said, the Son of Man must be handed over. He will be betrayed, crucified, they will kill him And on the third day he will rise again. The people, the brothers of Israel did not recognize, did not listen to this prophet. Even though the voice had spoken from heaven, this is my son, listen to him. They rejected him. But they fulfilled all of God's plan for his people. This man from Nazareth was no ordinary man. He was also the very son of God. The true Son of God and true Son of Man, the Word in the flesh, not only spoke from God, but spoke the very Word of God. There is no higher authority. And maybe someone might wonder, well, how do we know he has this authority? He who rose to life, walked among his disciples, and they were confused because of his death. And they wondered about it, but he explained how the Christ had to suffer and on the third day be raised again, and forgiveness of sins would be preached in his name beginning in Jerusalem to all nations. The prophet sent out his word, our great prophet Jesus, the brother of the Israelites, the one God raised up, but also the one who came down from heaven to be the perfect prophet who brings us forgiveness, won by his sacrifice. Someone might wonder, well, how do we know that this prophet this man from nazareth is the true prophet we read on in exodus or deuteronomy chapter 18 it says the lord said to me what they say is good i will raise up a prophet for them from among their fellow israelites i will put my words in his mouth he will tell them everything i command him Jesus said i speak nothing of my own accord but i speak on behalf of the one who sent me and God then continues to say, You may say to yourselves, How can we know when a message has not been spoken by the Lord? If what a prophet proclaims in the name of the Lord does not take place or not come true, that message the Lord has not spoken. That prophet has spoken presumptuously, though do not be alarmed. That's what the brothers of Jesus thought as they took that man, that prophet from Nazareth, and put him to death. But that man from Nazareth had spoken the truth and he rose again from the grave, showing the whole world that he has absolute authority. And so he says to his disciples as he's alive and he says to you, all authority has been given to me. And that prophet now sends his gospel your way and speaks as he sends his word throughout this world. You know, it's sometimes a question, who is in charge? Do you turn to? a pastor, a deacon, an elder, a synod leader. Who has the highest authority in the church? In the end, it doesn't matter. What matters is that person who's speaking in God's name is someone that the Lord has called and raised up to serve him. And what matters is that that person who speaks in God's name is a leader over his church does not speak presumptuously, but acknowledges the authority of the word of God. And speaks with the authority only of Christ and his word. His word is awesome. And the anointed one is awesome. And his authority is absolute. Amen.